Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle, I uh, I had a good day yesterday. You and I talked a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, good day health-wise. For those who don't know, I, I had that thing that's going around, and it's it's left. I love calling it that thing that's going around. Yeah, it's good. I don't know why that amuses me so much because it's so much funnier than remember when the pandemic started and people would always say like uh, with everything that's going on that was like mm-hmm. the code yeah, word with yeah. everything that's going because they even caught you doing it a couple of yeah. times with everything that's going on. Um, so I don't want to say, but I so I feel like it's like getting like the laugh of that, but it doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, <laughs> like. Instead of saying, you know, so that thing that's going around is like a much more direct admission of what is going of, of it being COVID-19, but you're still not saying COVID-19 is like at that point, why would you say that thing that's going around? Actually, I mean, to me, it just sounds like you got like, you know, that thing that's going around. It, it sounds I mean, like I, really, really I did like, kind of like thing that was going around. It sounds like really like nonchalant. Like <laughs> I got that thing that's going around. Yeah, that but, thing that's going around. Yeah, I'm actually I'm supposed to I don't know when I'll be able to record them. It's probably going to be in the next week or two um but i'm going to be doing uh guest videos on filmmakers on which is this youtube channel about making money through distribution and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh it, my buddy jason uh he runs it and uh it's a really cool channel and i'm one of the first creators filmmaker creators he wanted to be involved with making you know content for it i'll be making like 11 minute videos about what i think about this or that i was supposed to start a month ago, but I haven't had enough. I've barely had enough energy to cook dinner and lunch. So it's, it's, you know, it's been a challenge. Um, but yesterday I had like so much energy. I felt superhuman. I, I got up like way earlier than I have been. I did, uh, I did the weekly spooky podcast. I had it done before like a half an hour before noon, which is insane for like the last, even before I was very sick. I would still like be lucky to pop that out by two thirty PM. Mm-hmm. It's just something about, I mean, once it's hard, you know, you sit down at the desk, I sit down at the desk I work at every day and sometimes it's hard not to do the other work and focus. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on. I mean, if people could see my desktop, my God, my desk is terrifying. It's just like, it's either like paperwork that it's like, what, uh, who knows what it is? Or it's like cash checks because now I don't go to the bank. I do everything, mm-hmm. you know, mobily. So I have like cash checks that aren't, I can't throw them away yet. I have to make sure they clear. Yeah. Uh, and then just like post-it notes that say things that who knows what the hell they're supposed to, to mean only mm-hmm. I do. And I've definitely forgotten. Um, <laughs> it's just all kinds of stuff. Um, and then just like hard drives that are labeled in code and, and stuff like, cause I'm really bad about shorthand in my own office. Cause basically no one ever goes into my office. You're, you're making a face. What's wrong? I just have people from work contacting me about their phone dying. Do you want me to, do you want me to tell you what they said? 
uh, well, here's the thing. I was doing like the radio professional thing and just continuing to talk while you dealt with what appeared to be a personal issue. Uh-huh. But you kept making that face like you wanted to share something with the class. No, so please. I'm just like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> no, this person's phone is on 2%. And no, these, these words don't actually make enough sense for me to tell you what they are. Um, <laughs> Well, take that audience. Okay. Thanks. I'm sorry to hear that. Um basically she like took the wrong bus and now she like has to have someone go pick her up so they can drive her home so she's not going to work today, basically. Oof. She wanted to tell me. <laughs> well, that's before nice. Before her phone dies, because her phone is on two percent. So, what kind of sociopath has a phone that gets that low? I don't know, but they're all iPhones. Like my phone couldn't be on two percent. It just my phone would just be like, no, we can't do anything with two percent. We're not going to be on. Well, I have an iPhone, and my phone would just be like, hey, 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 hey. Your your battery's really low, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, but I got to do this text. No, but your battery is so low. It's like, well, you're not making it easier. Mm-hmm. phone yeah. but i mean i've only had my phone be that low a few times and i'm you know i'm pretty uh boisterous sometimes uh, i let my phone get that low when i'm on the couch next to the charger <laughs> because i know that whenever i decide that i've had enough i can just plug it in mm-hmm. uh, and i even have a rapid apple charger so you know six or seven minutes charges it to like 15 percent. that's so um which I'm is sorry. my theory sorry yeah i'm sorry no 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 what? What? I was just gonna say I was just gonna apologize for cutting you off when you were talking, and then <laughs> oh, I just okay. cut you off again. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. No, I was just so I was just saying as so I had a really good day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Went to the movies and saw Nobody, the uh, the the movie with Bob Odenkirk action movie. It was just stupid enough to be incredibly fun. Good. Uh, it was a good day, but I did hit a wall and went, "Oh crap!" Because with the way this. Uh, this type of illness is, this is one thing I've never experienced really is, uh, if you overexert yourself, you like pay for it mm-hmm. for like days. And I feel like every other time I've ever had any other kind of illness, I paid for it like that day or mm-hmm. that night, mm-hmm. not like for Forever. two days. Yeah. So the reason I'm giving you that whole preface, aside from to give a brief update about my health is because, uh, this morning, <laughs> I got up. So I have a pretty standard morning routine. Um, if it's a, if it's an average day, I don't set an alarm. I usually wake up the same time ish every day. Mm-hmm. Um, or I wake up when Henwolf decides she needs to pee because she is an older female dog and she has a tiny little lady bladder. So I have to let her out when it's time to go. And she's very polite. She'll just, she just puts her head over the edge of the bed and just starts panting. Until I like turn over and see her face and go, okay. And then I get up and let her out. Like it, it's very polite. Yeah. Um, but so most of my mornings, what I do is I get out of bed and I open the door and the dogs bolt out of the door and head to the back door of the house. And then I just trudge along and I grab my pajama pants and a t-shirt like off the edge of the bed. And as I'm walking to the front door, I'm like putting on my pants and putting on my shirt so I can let the dogs out the back door. And that's like the first thing I do in my whole day. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, today I woke up and I noticed that I was substantially more groggy 
and tired and grouchy, yeah. <laughs> at least initially. Um, because it was a big yesterday, one of the biggest deals was just that I woke up and didn't want to like immediately go back to sleep for another two or three hours, which is what I've been doing for mm-hmm. almost two months. Yeah. Um, it was a big deal. Like I actually did lay down because it's a habit. I laid back down on the couch to take a nap. Literally after being awake for 15 minutes, which is what I got used to. And then I just didn't fall asleep. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have a day then. Yeah. Yeah. So, but to let you understand how groggy it was. Um, so I let the dogs out and all that stuff. And then I, I'm doing a little bit of work and I reach, uh, I go to put my phone in my pajama pants pocket and I realize my pajama pants are on backwards. So I put them on right side out. And I, I go about my day. I, uh, I I order some lunch. Oh, by the way, and lunch was adventure adventurous too. Mm-hmm. Today I was too tired. I was excited to cook, and then I and then I felt the way I was feeling today, and I was like, yeah, right. That was a cute a cute goal for today. So I ordered Aww. some DoorDash, which I'm you know that's my heroin. I'm addicted to DoorDash, and. <laughs> The DoorDasher comes and leaves a text that says, thanks for your order. It's waiting outside. They open my front door and it's, I'm not kidding. It's a, there was a litter box, like an unassembled litter box with like the top and a big, like five gallon bucket of cat litter sitting on my front doorstep (laughs) and uh, a woman named Valerie's name on the order ticket. Oh God. So I text the delivery person. Luckily it had only been like barely a minute. Mm-hmm. I text the delivery person. I say, um, that's not my order. I'm not Valerie. And they text mm-hmm. back. I am only a minute away. I'll be right back. And they came back and dropped off my Nashville hot chicken. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just so relieved because I I've ordered so much DoorDash and I've only had moderate problems. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest one being that recently I'm shocked it took so long. Someone just out and out stole my food, right? Yeah. which I can't believe it took like two years of like heavy use of that app to have somebody steal my food. It just, it seems like a really bad idea, honestly. I, well, I think stealing most things seem like a bad idea. Yeah, so. but it's like, they know who you are. You're employed so they they know it's you they know that you stole it like that's not a good idea well doordash also has a really bad habit of saying like your dasher laney is approaching and then it's like a 45 year old bald white man well i'm sure that's not doordash's fault (laughs) rachel who works doordash she said that that people use other people's phones yeah yeah Uh, it just seems interesting that it's almost always like a like a like a young girl's name and then it's Mm -hmm. like an old dude but anyway, um, so, but I was just relieved because the biggest problem with when something goes haywire with DoorDash is just that I've already waited like 40 minutes for my food and now I'm going to have to wait like another 40 minutes for them to rectify it. So I was so relieved that they were just on a stacked order and accidentally dropped off the wrong thing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I don't yeah. want to complain about the fact that it's like, you think you could have dropped my food off first since it was hot um, and the cat well- litter. <laughs> Well, they stuff. technically did come to you first, so they That's they true. did the right thing. They just messed up when they got you, there. You were right. You were the you were wrong in the most right way possible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, but no. So they made it right, and I appreciated the fact that they like jumped to it and were very polite. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah. So I, I I ate my lunch, and then you texted me to let me know you were almost ready to record, mm-hmm. and then I got up to like you know. Run a brush, a hairbrush through my hair, and like just kind of straighten up a little bit. And I realized that my t-shirt was on inside out. 
Oh. So, and it had been all day. So I literally, what a sad sight. When I first woke up walking to the back door, I had a t-shirt on inside out and my pants on backwards. Wow. <laughs> so I'm, I'm but I, I'm feeling a bit better. Good. I wasn't feeling so good earlier. <laughs> um, but uh, today's fine. I'm, I'm, after we record the show, I'm probably not going to do a lot more work. I'm probably going to rest for a mm-hmm. little while. Um, oh, so, but speaking of like a full-blown health update, just to get this all out of the way, because I do know that people have been appreciating that they have like a centralized source for information on how I'm doing, even if it's, you know, days and days late. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so last week, you know, I was, uh, I was doing okay. Uh, but I did get worse last week at the start of the week. Then I went and got my, uh, my, uh, shot, my vaccine, which by the way, Michelle, I'm sorry. You did not win your $5. Your bet was on Pfizer, but I got Moderna. I know. I, I know. know, you know, but the audience didn't know. <laughs> oh. And I have a little post-it note right here that says, Michelle, Pfizer, $5. So I needed to, <laughs> I needed, I needed to make sure that I covered that. But, uh, so I got the Moderna, uh, unfortunately it, it just exacerbated all of my, uh, symptoms for about three days. Um, it all culminated in me going to sleep at 11 o'clock on a Friday night and waking up at almost 11 o'clock the next morning. So, uh, I guess I just really needed the sleep, but since then there has been a marked improvement in my symptoms. Um, although today is a step backward, it's not a huge step backward. It's mm-hmm. a small step backward. So I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking out about it. Uh, yesterday though, it was like, I felt superhuman just, uh, feeling better. Cause there are like basically the only studies about like long haul COVID symptoms suggest that maybe the shot fixes it or helps mm-hmm. fix it. But that's like the only theory there is for, for yeah. treatment other than rest. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that I'll keep improving. Um, it, you know, today it'll be in a week since I got the shot also. And by the time this airs, it'll be inaccurate because the CDC changes their story so often, but the CDC just published a, a, a piece based on healthcare workers saying that if you got the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine, uh, two weeks after you have the vaccine, you're at 80% immunity already, uh, with a goal of 90% when you get your second shot. Mm-hmm. That's just nice. Yeah. Nice to know. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to know that after two weeks, I'll be, I'll be pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, that made me, happy. it's so funny. I, I sent that to my mother. I was like, Hey, that's pretty good news. And my mom was like, well, you know, but you still need your second shot. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll get my second shot. But like, that's pretty good. And she's like, I guess I'm like, mom, it's 10% shy of the final goal and a month sooner. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really good. Yeah, okay. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> my mom has a habit of being underwhelmed by good news i think in part because she doesn't actually listen to it sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think she listens to bad news intently but if i'm like hey mom something's really great she's just like listening while checking her facebook or something you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's like yeah if it's good news you don't need me you know that's i think that's her attitude so but yeah so i i got um i got stuck in the state of ohio for those you know not in ohio um, as of this Monday, they started vaccinating everyone 16 and up or being able to vaccinate everybody 16 and up. But in my County, they started a week even earlier than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was able to get in, um, and, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, it was pretty easy. So, uh, and from what I hear, the uh, like it, the, the uh, mass vaccination places are keeping up with the demand pretty okay. Good. I mean, the wait times are becoming a little longer, but they still, you know, they vaccinate so many people um, really fast. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's the basic health update. I'm, gl- I'm happy to say I'm doing a little bit better. I'm also thrilled to tell you all that I will be going to see King Kong versus Godzilla tonight. Whoa. I, oh my God, I can't wait. You, you don't understand cause you're a girl. No, that's not true. Uh, you don't understand because you're not a fan of King Kong and Godzilla, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> which was what I was initially going to say when my brain decided to just turn it to something else. But no, uh, you don't understand because you're not a huge fan of Godzilla and King Kong, but also because you're not a huge, like a huge uh, fan of indie movies the way I am. It's directed by Adam Wingard and Adam Wingard started out directing really small movies uh, he made a lot of indie hits like The Guest and You're Next. They were, I mean, now, like, You're Next was in theaters, but it was still like a million dollar tops movie. Mm-hmm. And he had been, and he did the uh, most recent Blair Witch movie, which I really liked. I've liked everything he's ever done. And then they announced, they were like, oh, and by the way, he's doing King Kong and Godzilla movie. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> you mean like one of the biggest possible hits of all time? You know, I mean, because those Godzilla movies and King Kong, they did really good, really good business. Mm-hmm. So it's the monster verse that they're building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. I'm really excited. I liked both of the, the new Godzilla movies and I like the King Kong movie. I am, you know, I have to, by law, I don't know if you know this, uh, because of, you know, the way we handle elections in the media in this, in this country, by law, I have to disclose I am team Godzilla. And my opinions are skewed by the fact that I am personally invested in Godzilla. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there now. Mm -hmm. So everyone understands he's a giant nuclear lizard versus a big monkey. Yeah. It's important to let people know where you stand. (laughs) So, but I've been, I've been team Godzilla my entire life. I still, I still think Michelle, you really need to watch some Godzilla movies. I know. Well, no, just because you're so into Japanese culture. I think it would really, you know, to see like what were some of the most popular movies uh, of those eras. Did you know that the eras of Godzilla are even named based on the, um, the, uh, the governmental agency, the governmental eras, like it's the Showa and the Heisel eras. They're like based on, (laughs) on the actual, like what was going on in Japanese society. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like very different. Like the Showa is my favorite era of Godzilla. And that's the goofy era. Yeah. Like that's the really goofy era. Well, cause when I was a kid, those were the ones that were like, they were on VHS and they were cheap, <laughs> you know, so I could get them. Uh, cause that was, we're both old enough to remember when VHS tapes were not, we aren't so old that we remember when VHS tapes were 69 nice dollars or $79 <laughs> or a hundred dollars a tape. But we are old enough to remember when VHS tapes were like 30 bucks a tape, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. w- when they weren't necessarily meant to be sell through when you would go to Sam Goody and you would be like, man, do I really want this movie? That's really expensive. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, and then, yeah. but then you'd be like, but I'm definitely buying a copy of Terminator two at Burger King. Do you remember when Burger King sold tapes? No, I don't. I, I, are you sure? I'm positive. Wow. Because I got, that's where I got my copy of Adam's family. 
And I believe that's where I got my copy of Terminator 2 because there's a Burger King Kids Kids Club commercial at the beginning of my old VHS tape. That's how much I watched Terminator 2 as a kid. I remember what was on the trailer, uh, the trailers at the beginning of the tape. There was also a trailer for a movie called uh, Step Kids, which got renamed Good Girls Don't Cry, They Get Even, which is a phenomenal movie. Huh. Highly recommend it. It's kind of an indie family drama about a bu- about like you know about a step family to the point where there's like way too many kids and one of the kids runs away and they all kind of band together to find her. Okay, it's actually a really sweet movie. Hmm. Uh, I have I couldn't find a poster for it, so I got a Czechoslovakian poster for it. Okay, I Yay. like the title "Good Girls Don't Cry, They Get Even." I think that's kind of, that's pretty good. Although mm-hmm. Step Kids was fine too. Um, yeah. I like remember the music in the trailer because I watched that tape so much. And when, you know, it's easy to forget now because we have Netflix and Hulu and yada, yada. You know, we have like so many ways to watch a movie mm-hmm. and, and fast and, and to find out what movies exist with the IMDb and everything. But back then, sometimes you would watch a trailer for a movie uh, or, you know, there'd be a trailer on one of your favorite tapes and you never saw the actual movie or you didn't see it for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And that was the way Stepkids was. Like, I would watch the trailer and my imagination would go nuts about like, oh, that looks like a fun movie. I hope I get to see it someday. And then, and then of course, because there's the internet barely exists, you go to your, you go to your <laughs> blockbuster and your Hollywood video and you say, do you have a copy of Stepkids? And they say, uh, let me check the computer. Tap, 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 tap. Nope. And you're like, oh, well, are you going to get it? And they're like, I don't see it in the system. And you're like, well, I guess I guess just I'll go never see it. I guess I'll just go fuck myself. You know, <laughs> me, and that's me at like six, apparently. <laughs> just like, Thanks. I guess I'll just go fuck myself. You know, but uh, <laughs> I wish I was that cool. I didn't swear until I was like 17 years old. I think that that's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. That's like my mom saying you're handsome. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, my point, oh, my point was about Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I think you would really like it. Cause I think it would tell you a lot about what was going on in Japanese culture at the time. And I mm-hmm. think that that would interest you, but yeah, so Godzilla, I've just always been, you know, a big Godzilla fan. And I remember being very surprised how good the new Godzilla movies were, especially that first one. I, I the bar was set very low. Uh, to me personally, yeah. and it ended up being a lot of fun. The the big problem though with Godzilla fandom is people forget that those original Godzilla movies were just talk fests. I mean, there's there's monster fights, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just uh, people talking about like what they're going to do to fight the monster or to fight Godzilla or whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. And I remember the moment I knew we were in for something special with with the american godzilla was when i when i realized that godzilla was going to be fighting other monsters because in the americanized godzillas they tend to not do the kaiju monster versus monster thing yeah that's yeah. a lot more of a japanese thing yeah so i assumed it would be like all the other american godzillas where it would just be like oh here's godzilla ah, we gotta fight we gotta figure out mm-hmm. how to survive the menace that is godzilla and then these other monsters show up and you're like holy shit this is a godzilla movie all right i'm in <laughs> I am in. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that tonight. I am going to the theater to see it in XD, which is the giant, giant, giant screen. Um, so I'm like, I'm pumped as hell 
to go see it on the giant XD screen. Cool. Oh, I know a lot of people are going to be watching it on HBO Max, and that's fine. You either you either you know don't feel comfortable going to a movie theater yet, or you don't have time to go to a movie theater, or you're in a state where the movie theaters aren't open yet. But Godzilla versus King Kong is a big deal because this is the first. Unfortunately, I mean, it's still available on HBO Max right now, but it, this mm-hmm. is the first like big hit movie that like theaters are reopening just to show it. And wow. well, that's been the big challenge with movie theaters during yeah. COVID has been, you know, they're like, well, we can reopen, but we don't have anything anybody wants to go see. You know, we're like mm-hmm. showing, they've been showing a lot of older movies and then they're showing a lot of indie new releases, but it's like. If we don't have the Avengers, it's hard to gauge if people even want to go to the theater yet. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we don't yeah. have a big movie. Yeah. And, you know, with Bill and Ted doing the thing where it was, you know, available to rent the same day and then Wonder Woman being on HBO Max uh, the same day that it was in the theater and a few other movies doing that as well. It's hard to gauge. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to gauge. Uh, I also want to say something just, you know, to, to get this out of the way. The Warner Brothers deal with HBO Max was not was not so much about saving Warner Brothers from the suffering of no theaters as it was to increase HBO Max's not high enough subscription numbers. I am a lover of HBO Max. I find the service perfectly acceptable. I get it for free with my AT&T uh, uh, internet plan. And if I didn't have my... Uh, if my if I didn't get HBO Max for free, I would think my internet plan was overpriced. But I'm getting a fifteen dollar a month movie channel, yeah, as well. So then I'm like, you know, that's not bad. But uh, apparently, there are still millions of unclaimed HBO Max accounts from people who are AT and T customers. Wow, so it's gaining popularity and it is growing, but it it's hit some mm-hmm. some snags. So. Anyway, I didn't want to go on like a show business rant. It's just, but that is, that is the case though. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, it's going to be on HBO Max. And it's like, they need people to sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much. Yeah. Um, there's even Crunchyroll content on HBO Max. Yeah. Not a ton yeah. of it, but there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like two seasons of ReZero on there. Okay. I mean, that's good. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, Michelle. I didn't realize you were you were shy about talking about anime. Oh no, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just like there's Crunchyroll stuff on Crunchyroll, so it's true. It's but it's commercial free, and already you already have access to it. Oh, but I don't have access to it. So, well, I mean, people matter. on HBO Max. Yes. Wow, Michelle's decided <laughs> she's decided to lean into being difficult today, folks. Um. So anyway. I I've went on and on about stuff that doesn't matter, but I am excited to see King Kong versus Godzilla yeah. and, uh, and I'll, I'll give a full report next week about what I thought of it. Unless I didn't like it. Cause I don't like to talk about movies. I don't like I'm such a, a positive Pamela. I don't want to even talk about movies that I don't like at all. That, that's so, that's so nice. I like that. I like that about you. Cause I love to talk about things that I don't like. <laughs> well, uh, you're, I'm sure, you know, you've been a friend of mine for so long. I'm sure you're aware I bitch about movies I like way more than I bitch about movies I don't like. Mm-hmm. When I love a movie and I feel like they mishandled something, I actually want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and for those, uh, we did, oh, yeah, we got um, recommendations on YouTube. A uh, YouTube comment from a friend of ours, a mm-hmm. uh, listener of the show, um, let me see if I can find that comment. I meant to read it. Uh, it was, um, in response to us talking about anime. Hmm. 
<clears throat> da, 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 da. Uh, Lord Dorkface FGC, also known as um, uh, oh man, Hold somebody. On. No, no, I, I, I don't want to. Yeah, Paul Hobby. I, I felt bad. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I didn't want to get your name wrong because, as I've said, it's worse to get the wrong name than to hesitate. But no, Paul Hobby. Who? I mean, he's a cool dude. Uh, I've known him for years. Uh, watches some of my movies, listens to the podcast. He's a big weekly spooky fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, did the editing on the latest babysitter massacre book. Oh, cool. very talented cool. editor. Uh, but, uh, Paul said, you guys should absolutely watch high score girl and low tier character. Tamazaki. I've heard really good things about low tier character. Tamazaki. Um, uh, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I have. So maybe I will. He said that High Score Girl is finished already mm-hmm. and low tier character Tamazaki has new episodes on Fridays. Right. Yeah. Is it I don't know. I, I like don't know. Did it just end though? Because like everything's ending, it's the end of the season, or is it like a a, a like a two core? I don't know. I'd have to find out. Yeah, I, I I I would tell you if I could. Yeah. <laughs> tell me. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry that he can't answer. Michelle. That's okay. I, I mean, I, you can answer by commenting. Yeah. yeah, but he can't comment now because he's not here, right? I was ducking away from the microphone, and I realized that wasn't a very good gag. If you know, anyway, no can see. Um, <laughs> no, but but those are good rep- recommendations, and thank you. Well, because uh, we pulled the ripcord, we're not watching uh, Wonder Egg Priority anymore. Um. The last episode of Wonder Egg Priority, which is actually not going to be the last episode because they're going to they're going to make one more episode in July that I have to wait for now because that's (laughs) how messed up everything is. Um, (laughs) Was actually like really interesting, and now I'm I'm like, huh, where is this going to go? But like, it's it's so complicated that I just don't believe we're going to land anywhere that's nice. But uh, (laughs) well, so out of fear that you were exposing me to bad something or others. Uh, in, 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 you know, concern of that, we've started watching Dr. Stone instead, mm-hmm. which is one of your favorite animes. If I, I mean, you've raved about it in the past to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's somewhere in maybe the top 10 <laughs> or 15. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I don't thought, go crazy with praise. I mean, I thought that you might like enjoy it. It just, you know, like there are anime that I watch and I'm like, oh, I think Henrik would like this maybe or not. And then I'll just make him sad and he'll watch it and hate me. <laughs> well, I mean, you you do like to show me the sad ones. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I'm. I'm excited. I watched the first episode of Doctor Stone with you the other day, and I really liked it. Um, so good. Good. I, I hope that you like it. I got really excited a couple days ago. I just got like really excited. I was like, I'm gonna watch Doctor Stone again. Yeah. That's it. There was nothing else there. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm glad I can help you. I, I know what you mean, though. I mean, that time that you actually, it was, I think it was early in the pandemic that I got you to sit down and watch all of Dawn of the Dead with me. It's like mm-hmm. two hours and five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that movie kicks so much ass. See, now I want to watch Dawn of the Dead. Uh, I always want to watch Dawn of the Dead. I have the 4K Blu-ray from England. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to get distracted. We've already talked about that earlier a few, like a few months back when I was mad because my cousin got it a week before me because mm-hmm. he's a piece I remember. of shit. Oh, the bad person. Um, yeah. so, but so, um, 
you had some work done on your house today or was it just a quote? It was a quote and some stuff, I guess. <laughs> Would you care to expound? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so my chimney, uh, there's some mortar missing at some of the bricks. And I had uh, hypothesized that it was the cause of the sometimes leaking water into my basement. Like, not much. Like, mm-hmm. really not much. But every once in a while, if it rains hard, there's, like, a hole where, like, the chimney goes in the basement and it goes into the water heater. And they, like, last time they were here, they, like, opened it up and looked in there. So, like, I know that it does something. So, water was, like, coming out of, it's like a sealed hole. But water was, like, coming out of, like, the bottom. So, it's not that sealed. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, I thought maybe it was the, the, the mortar at the top of the chimney that, that was a problem. And it turns out it's probably not. Um, it's probably just that the, the guy said that it was probably just that, um, you know, that that particular part of the pipe is below grade. And unfortunately, the terracotta liner is in really bad shape, which I already kind of knew. And so water's just seeping in and just coming in from the ground when it rains, um, which is not great, but actually probably better because mm-hmm. it's not going all the way down my chimney and ruining everything. Yeah. Um, but not good because that means, uh, I mean, he looked at it and he was like, yeah, you, you, this is not a good liner. So I probably have to just finally replace my water heater because that's the only thing using that part of the chimney. And it was like, it's not incredibly dangerous, but it's like not that safe. So I probably should just um, vent it out of the side of my house, like the, the boiler, because I have a high efficiency boiler. So, so, cause, uh, when you first moved in there, there was an issue with the the chimney, right? Hmm. No, but we thought there was. Oh, so okay. At the last house, there was an issue with the chimney where the terracotta liner was cracked. And that was actually what we were using for the uh, the, the boiler. And basically, they were like, you, gonna, you can't use it like this because you'll just die. <laughs> um, so, like, I got that replaced. But with this house... I had a company come out, um, the chimney sweep people come out to inspect it and clean it when I first moved in. And they told me that like it was installed incorrectly. Excuse me. And if I, that I want, if I wanted to use it, like I was going to need like a whole new liner because what they put in there was not right for what kind of thing I have. And they quoted me like a ton of money. I remember that. And I got like really scared and I called someone else and they're just like, no, it looks good. So, so those are the people I had come today and they just cleaned it and they were like, yeah, everything's fine in there except it was really dirty. So, and if anybody wants to, to check out your chimney, go ahead and give your address in case um, they want to stop on by. <laughs> 357. No. But no, no, that's, I'm glad that nothing was wrong with your chimney. Mm. Nothing serious was wrong with your chimney. Yeah. But that does mean I need a new hot water heater. That's going to be, I mean, eventually soon that's some money. And and they did give me a quote because it it isn't in good shape now because there's water that, you know, got, it gets on the bricks and it makes the mortar go away. So they gave me like a quote if I want to do it. And they said like, you should talk to your neighbor because we share like a chimney. Yeah. And see if like he wants to go in it on with me. So that's good. When your neighbor's um, super nice. So yeah. yeah. So it's easy to bring it up to him. Yeah. Be yeah. like, listen, listen, fucker. Yeah. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and do you're you going to pay do? for it. Yeah. All of it. All of it. 110% because I want a tip. Yeah. And, and the 10% is the guaranteed gratuity. Anything above that is up to you. <laughs> uh, 
but no, that's good. I'm glad uh, that, that it's not nothing too serious. I mean, a new water heater does kind of stink, but mm-hmm. I mean, you own the place, so it's a it's an investment in your mm-hmm. home. You know, a good investment yeah. in your home. You should get a limitless, like instant water heater, even though you don't use a lot of hot water. You should do that just because they're so know. cool. I I don't like. I don't think tankless water heaters are that cool. Why like, not? I because I I think I was reading. No, I'm sorry. I think I was watching um that that the show where you learn about the house is this old house and <laughs> you th- I think oh were, yeah, I'm sure I'm positive you watched that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they were talking about like it's like not totally instant. Like it'll take like a couple of seconds to heat up. It's like that's what my water heater does now because it's not next to my like kitchen. Yeah, so but then it, it runs out. As long. But then it mm-hmm. runs out. But it never runs out. Well, that's because you never shower. Uh, but when I shower, it it almost it like runs out like once or like once a year, maybe. I like, I seldom run out of hot water. Yeah. But if I if I never if I didn't have the threat of running out of hot water, imagine the amount of hot water I would use. I wouldn't use. <laughs> I mean, all right. I'm, I'm just I just get excited. Okay. Yeah, I don't. There's like, and you got to do the thing and it like feeds back in the other thing with the pipes. I don't know. I saw, I saw them talking about it. It was really interesting and confusing. So I'd probably just get a, a high efficiency water heater. Yeah. I think. When I, when I stay out uh, in that cabin way out in the country, the one with the private lake and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so funny cause they don't like tell you, Hey, don't use a lot of the water. Cause they don't have water. Uh, I mean, they have water, but it's trucked in. They truck in water and have a giant underground tank. And it's funny because I, when I discovered that that was the case, because one time I was staying there and they gave me the heads up that that guy would come and do the water and don't worry, he won't, he doesn't need anything. Mm-hmm. Just don't be shocked if the truck pulls up. He's just dropping off a water delivery. But uh, when I heard that, I was like, wow, I'm surprised they don't ask you to conserve water. And then I was like, oh yeah. And I opened up the little curtain and the water heater is like, is like half the height of the one I have at home. It's like mm-hmm. a really tiny one. I'm like, that's how you keep people from using up all the water. Yeah. Like, You'll have a solid seven and a half minutes of hot water mm-hmm. or eight and a half minutes of lukewarm water. Mm-hmm. Then it's cold. Yes. <laughs> Tastes good, but it's cold. I also, you know, that, that was funny when they show, when, when that guy came out to drop off the water, cause that was like the third time I'd ever stayed there. My first thought was no wonder the water doesn't taste like well water. Like I, cause I always wondered that when I would drink the water, I'd be like, huh? It doesn't taste like sulfur and stuff. It, mm-hmm. it just tastes like, you know, normal treated water. Mm-hmm. It's because they have it trucked in wow. from, from wine country. And that's not true. There's no wine country. Here. I wonder how expensive that is to have your water constantly trucked in like that. It, I, I'm trying to remember the exact. It was like, it was not, it was like $120 because he left the, the receipt under a rock next to the porch and I saw it and I had to see because I immediately wondered how much does it cost? To, um, it was, I forget how much water it was though. It was a lot. Uh, I got the vibe that it was every two or three weeks. That's then that's a ton of money. Yeah. Um, but it might have been more or might have been less. But you also have to remember this is a rental cabin that rents for like a hundred to $130 a day. Mm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm sure that's good for them. I'm just saying if I have to move into a place that doesn't have water, 
Like, can I have it trucked in? Well, but if it's going to cost me like uh, like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a month, it's not going to work. So. Well, it also de- you would use much, much, much less water than having people guests coming and going who literally their entire plan is to come hang out at your cabin, uh, play in the lake, get mm-hmm. dirty, and shower like three times a day because mm-hmm. they're covered in in lake water, which is exactly what happens every time I go out there. I'm out in the kayak until I'm like, oh god, I'm so gross and then i rinse myself off so i'm sure that it would be a lot less it's probably enough water for more than a month if you were just one person trying even to be if conservation it was a month like my water bill isn't even remotely close to a hundred dollars so i'm, I'm just saying now I, I can't do the thing i want to do <laughs> well you can if you just dig a well instead yeah, but you got to have like water on your property and you got to dig the well. You just and... dig until you find water, god. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Use then I just have like rod. this hole. Yeah, I don't know how those work. They don't work. That's but how they how work. Come, then how come that person and he like did the thing and then they found actually I don't know if they found a well for that person. <laughs> <laughs> Divining rods do not work. They did well, a they, they did... shouldn't work. <laughs> They did a test in Australia mm-hmm. uh, where they had people who were water diviners tested um, first by hiding water underground. But then when the when they couldn't find it, they were like, oh, well, it has to be running water, which is weird that they didn't say that when they in saw the that they yeah. were burying bottles of some bottles had water. Some bottles had just more dirt in them. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know it was a double blind test. They couldn't find any of the water bottles. So then the next year they did one where they actually put pipes under mm. the ground with moving water. Wow. And then one, <laughs> there's a saying about people like that, which is that they're unsinkable ducks. Uh, you, you show them irrefutable proof that their power doesn't exist and they immediately don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened on that video. Cause then they started saying, well, um, you know, the water's not running naturally. It's running through a pipe and, uh, the pipes are made of plastic. So it's pro, I'm probably just getting interference from the static electricity. And one of the ladies there was like, Oh, that makes sense. If we ignore everything we know about water and static electricity and plastic, <laughs> if we just get rid of all of that, you're probably still wrong, but, yeah. um, also a lot of them claim they can divine diamonds gold silver they tested that too and they found that most of them got worse than chance like most of them were doing worse than if they were just guessing well okay so i have a question though like how do those people like some like they must like how do they survive if they don't ever find what they're supposed to be finding well the theory behind most water diviners is first of all they're not 100 accurate at all and they never claim to be mm-hmm. um in areas where people do use water diviners they tend to be people who are a bit more superstitious mm-hmm. um it's kind of like i mean this is a little extreme of a comparison but it's kind of like the farmer's almanac that is based on nothing the farmer's almanac is not scientific mm-hmm. and it does not and it is not extremely accurate period but Lots of people do believe it for some reason, mm-hmm. um, including myself. I believed it for years until I Googled, is the farmer, how do I Googled, how does the farmer's almanac figure out the weather? And then it was like, they don't, they, they make guesses based on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, with divining what, I, from what I've read, the way that successful water diviners stay successful is there's a lot of groundwater. 
Okay. Just in the places that they tend to work. Because in areas where they're like, oh man, we need lots of wells, enough wells to keep a water diviner in business. Mm -hmm. There there must be, then digging wells is common. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The other thing is they may get you to some groundwater, but it Mm -hmm. may not be a very good well. It may not actually, you know, they may not have found like a giant underground aquifer or something. And you may end up not really getting that much water mm-hmm. out of it yeah. because they, you know, they take their money and leave if they even charge, which is even more fascinating is the idea that people would water divine for free just for the love of believing that they're psychic. Um, that's so weird. Well, that's the thing with psychics. You, you really got me on a dangerous. Yeah, I know. I know. Trajectory. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> with psychics. Um, and I'll preface this, you know, I respect anyone's opinions that differ from mine. I don't believe in psychics. I don't because it's too, it's too easy to prove you're a psychic. If you had those powers, it's just too easy. Win the lottery. Tell me what number I'm thinking 18 times in a row. Like Mm -hmm. it's so easy yet. We Mm -hmm. can't do it. Yeah. And then there are people who will say like, well, the powers don't work that way, you know, or, or I'm not supposed to use it for personal gain. I'm like, oh yeah. Just like, you know, when a person is born with the ability to jump high, they can't do it on a basketball court and just doesn't work there. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Come on. But, um, so anyway, but psychics, many psychics will convince themselves that their powers are legitimate and that they're actually helping people. And that's when it gets extra dangerous in some ways, Mm -hmm. because then they, when you, uh, you know, there's nothing more dangerous than a lie that the liar believes. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I could see how that could happen because, you know, mentalism, which is basically what they use cold reading where they infer, uh, you know, answers from your body language and your reactions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They ask you a lot of rapid fire questions when you get really good at it and it becomes effortless. I could see somebody starting to go, maybe it's cause I'm getting yeah. the answers from somewhere yeah. else. When in reality, it's your intuition from just, I mean, it's like if you're good at public speaking, you know how to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. It's, it becomes intuitive. You just know how to make people laugh. In fact, that's the worst thing about being funny, by the way. I mean, you, you are funny effortlessly, mm-hmm. but like when I got good at being funny with like crowds of people, I got freaked out because I couldn't intellectualize what was making everyone laugh. I was like, oh, great, great. I'll just hope that always works. Yeah. <sighs> So Michelle is very funny. Uh, everybody listen. No, no, I'm serious. When you're on stage, like at your shows and stuff, you're extremely funny. Thanks. I mean, you're funny anyway. You're a funny person, but like you're extremely funny on stage. Thanks. So my point is go on, Michelle, be funny. I'll never be funny again. No, come on. It's over. Come on, Michelle, do the thing. Oh, please. Wait, no, I don't know how. Tell it's a over. joke. No, I've no, please. I don't know any jokes. You know jokes. I don't. Come on. No, I really don't know any jokes. Oh. What about, I mean, don't you know any knock-knock jokes? No. Not any? No. Not even the interrupting cow? No. (sighs) This This has been a trying day on all of our spirits. I'm sorry. But the real question is, how are you going to make it up to everybody? I what? I was just not going to. I guess. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>